Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. My name is uh, Steve. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back into 2019. We're here. We made it. This is the first episode? This is, uh, this is the first episode of 2019. Well, I mean, technically not. Because the first one we recorded in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from here on out, it'll be like 2019 films. So, yeah. This is the beginning of the year. We're coming at you with a review of starting the year strong here. Uh, Escape Room, uh, which is a great uh, metaphor for uh, the the type of movies we get in January. Uh, January, February, known to be not great months for movies. You know, they, they're like the Great Depression that you get every year. Um, but we're gonna get through it with you. We're gonna do our best to recommend movies to help you through the way um and we also have uh some looking ahead at the end of the episode our topic this week we're going to be doing some anticipated movies of 2019 which to be honest with you haven't been talking about much you know the oscars haven't even uh, begun their nominations for for this past year but i think it's time to look ahead because we don't care about the oscars but we're still going to do our predictions gamble on Right, guys? Yeah, of course. Sure, sure. Yeah. Last year was fun. We had our little, little Oscar predictions. I, I'm only saying it was fun because I won. But, uh... Did you? I did. I believe it's recorded. Uh, I should also mention, Sean is not here. Um, I believe he's just hung over. If I'm going to be quite frank with the, the audience. Damn, calling him out, huh? I mean, I don't want to lie. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I guess Sean's just a guest, so our guest isn't here today. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> damn, that's shade. <laughs> let's hope he never listens to this. Great. Yeah, let's let's get in, <laughs> let's get into uh, the show uh, without Sean. This is gonna be a good one too. Pick, picked a bad week to miss. Yeah. yeah. I love the positivity. <laughs> I'm really, just I'm really <laughs> trying, man. I'm working on that part. All right, great. Uh, without further ado. Uh, before we get into some movies, how was your week, Steve? What was it like? What'd you do? Uh, what is he doing? Oh, sorry, I was stretching. Why, why oh. did you stretch before I asked? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. It's just it's one of those things I do. And why don't you talking to the mic? Uh, I am talking to the mic. Uh, like the, it's just I'm doing one of these. I'm looking at yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You need to angle it so it's always in front of you. Yeah, but I love doing it's because the way I sit during the show, I sit like far very, too relaxed. I'm way too relaxed. Like I shouldn't be this relaxed. Hon- honestly, you're you're not taking this serious for the people listening. <laughs> if only they saw what I actually did on yeah. the show. <laughs> this is my usual my usual not podcast good. stance. Oh, my week, my week. Uh, well, New Year's was a thing. Uh, right after the show we did last week, which was a uh, was big one because we gave our best movies of the year, and then mm-hmm. afterwards we decided to have a party, impromptu party, impromptu party for the best movies of the year. It was celebrating that, and then also New Year's. Uh, you know, it was it was a fun it, it was fun. You know, uh, I I went back to work, and and nothing was going on, and I wondered if I if I needed to go in at all. <laughs> So yeah, I think it's just slow week. It's slowly, it's slowly coming back. Uh, I did play Smash with you once. Yeah, I found that was, out that he bought it. Yeah, and that was pretty exciting. I think that was another highlight of the week. Uh, we played in an arena. Uh, I he taught me how to. You showed me how not to edge guard, which was huge. 
so it's, I feel like a lot of learning experiences. Uh, I went out last night and uh, had a few drinks with some friends, and uh, one of them died, specifically Sean. So oh. yeah, I mean he didn't actually die, but yeah, yeah, he didn't make it. Uh, yeah, that's basically my week in a nutshell. Not too crazy. It's been very, very casual vibes, very chill. Cool, cool. Very chill. All right, what about uh, what about you, Harvey? How was your week? Um, my week was pretty good. Um, I uh, had a decent New Year's. It was. Um, I mean, you went to a pretty cool party. I mean, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say went. It sort of the parties just sort of happened on me for the most part. <laughs> you made it sound like you didn't want yeah. it. Like it was like forced upon you. Yeah. <laughs> you were in a you were a victim. I didn't have say so, but yeah, I wouldn't say I went to a party. But yeah, I had a I had a nice time. Uh had a pretty cool week. Um I checked out the Japan Society for the first time. I've always uh, wanted to go there. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um I finally got to go. And um <clears throat> I saw uh Mori Mira's uh exhibition. It was pretty cool. He's a an appropriation artist, if uh you don't know about him. Um you may have seen images of him like uh uh dressed like Van Gogh. Shit like that. Um, My man, appropriating. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty cool artist, and um, I saw some really awesome stuff. Um, the the building itself is also even cooler than I thought it would be. Um, the architecture and just the side that has like this really awesome waterfall. Uh, I recommend you guys go one day if you if you've been thinking about it. But that's about it for my week. Um, how about you, Thomas? Ooh, man. Uh, my week was, it, it flew by, uh, after New Year's. Um, I mean, like I was off work, so New Year's was what, Tuesday, New Year's day. I was recovering from, uh, from drinking. Not, not really that bad though. Um, then I went to work the next three days. So it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I went to work. Uh, I've been working as an editor right now. Uh, something I've never done professionally. Like I've edited videos for like marketing departments but i've never been an editor so that's been a very wild stressful ride for me especially since i'm editing stuff that i um i don't normally edit uh you know me i'm a i'm a slow paced kind of guy like to let my shots you know play out like to pace things very (laughs) you know i like japanese cinema you know how they never cut and I've been doing a lot of like sizzle reels for like um like end of the year like celebrations and stuff and man those guys are fast. Um yeah, other than that I did play a lot of uh Super Smash Bros. Has been a uh, very fun time. I'm glad everyone owns that game and is yeah. able to to fucking have like three hours wasted at night just talking to people on online and, and playing that game. Not I mean, healthy. yeah, there's there's better there's better things you can use your time. Oh, of course, but, but I think you always have to go with your gut, and my gut's telling me so, to play it. Yeah, I was I recently <laughs> noticed that I'm like, man, Tom's gotten a lot better in this game, <clears throat> and uh, me and uh, my roommate Jesse discovered something. We discovered that you can look at people's play time online, and we saw yours. You can? Yeah, it's insane. Oh my god, Dude, what is it? What is it? I want to know. It's like 60 some hours, right? It's 120 hours. Oh, this game's only been out for like 3 weeks. It's been out for a month exactly today. I was sitting there I'm like, "No fucking way." That's a lot of hours. That's is a it lot though? of fucking hours. Let me divide that In up a real month. Quick. Yeah. 
Um, so basically, so that means I played five full days straight. That's not that bad in thirty days. I guess. Damn, called me out. I mean, I'm just saying it's Recorded. been out for a month. So imagine within a year, that's easily gonna be clocking over. Well, like. here's the thing, though. Sometimes I, I like, what if the switch is in sleep mode? You turn on the game still going. Does that count? I don't think it counts that way. I think if Ooh. it's in power down mode, it doesn't count it. But it's not really in power down. Like I, I hit the button and it, the game is still running. I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone in the audience knows or listeners know. Uh, hit us up because I, I have no idea. <laughs> Anyways, as you can see, I've been chipping away at my uh, life expectancy by playing these wretched old video games. But that's it for me, to be honest with you. I, I can't say anything notable happened. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> yeah, there is, Harvey. It is for me. <laughs> okay. Life's a full of uh, highs and lows. It's all good. Right. Who, who lost? All right, yeah, let's talk movies then. I believe Harvey lost. Uh, this one I, I was actually very excited for other people to see, so I hope he didn't let me down. Am I the only other person on the podcast that has seen it? Uh, I think so. I mean, Sean may have seen it. I think he might have seen it, but you never know. Was I here for this? I feel like Sean watches so many movies, it's hard to, <clears throat> to tell if he even takes them in, you know? Okay. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, like... <clears throat> All right, um, what, what what did you watch? Because I, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember this conversation. Um, okay. Yeah. Thomas designed me Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. It was directed by S. Craig uh, Zoller. He also did, uh, what was that other movie? Cell Block 99. Brawl and Cell Block 99. Yeah. Classic. Um, I haven't watched that either, so this is sort of my uh, introduction to his uh, filmmaking. Movie stars... Uh, Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, Richard Jenkins. Um, it's also got a little small part. Uh, David Arquette and uh, Sid Haig, the legendary Sid Haig. Um, I did not expect to see them in this. Um, but yeah, the movie is about a uh, sheriff that shoots a very suspicious guy played by David Arquette in the leg. And, uh, throws him into this, his jailhouse. Um, this results in Indians showing up to the town of, uh, I believe it's called Bright Hope, and they uh, abduct the uh, fugitive uh, or the uh, the inmate, uh, David Arquette, and they happen to take uh, Patrick Wilson's wife. Patrick Wilson plays this guy, Arthur uh, O'Dwyer, He's a, um, I believe he's like a foreman or like a, uh, like a ranch hand or something like that. He's a cowboy and he sort of just travels around and, um, I believe helps people, uh, create farms, farms and stuff like that. Um, his wife, uh, played by Lily Simmons is abducted by the Indians and, uh, Patrick Wilson, he is obviously very determined to get his wife back. So he, um. He sort of enlists or forces his way into uh, the sheriff's posse. And the sheriff is played by uh, Kurt Russell. There's like this really adorable relationship between uh, the sheriff, played by Kurt Russell, and uh, Richard Jenkins. He plays this guy, Chicory, and he's sort of an old, like, dawdling, simple-minded guy. He's a backup deputy, which is um, something that I didn't know existed even (laughs) In the uh, old 
Western times. It's like vice but, president. So I suppose, or like a assistant to the regional manager, something like that. <laughs> he He's not like a real deputy. He's sort of like a reserve deputy. And uh, because the actual deputy was kidnapped also by the uh, by the Indians, uh, it's up to Chicory to step in and uh, be a part of this posse. Um, I really love the 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 ensemble of like Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, and Richard Jenkins. Their their characters worked really well together, and they they were all uh, played very well. Um, I love how they sort of interact with each other. The dynamic between uh, Matthew Fox is this very serious and kind of like sociopathic guy. Him interacting with like a uh, old stupid chicory who old chicory, yeah, who appears to be very dumb on the surface, but he actually is very wise at times. Um, and Patrick Wilson, who I didn't mention, like broke his leg, so they're basically having to uh, leave this guy behind and he is forced to uh, follow their trail as best he can as he limps across the, uh, the old West. Um, this movie has a great amount of, uh, of thrills in it, which was, which was uh, pretty exciting to see. I think they were handled very well in terms of the action and, um, and pacing itself so that it allowed us like a, good amount of tension to build up i felt like frightened at times when they would uh like uh get into fights with like uh the 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 native americans or or the uh like bandits that they found along the way i think those scenes were pretty cool and they were pretty well shot um there's a good amount of body horror in this which i sort of heard about but this is one of the most brutal and awesome body horror scenes I've seen in a really long time. It's like fucking disgusting. And um my actual jaw went to the floor. Yeah, it looked it the I think the most surprising thing about it is just how well it how well it was done. Uh it didn't look like just it could have looked really shitty. Was it and, as cringy really as poor, but was it as cringy as in brawl with with the face stomp scene? Well, well, the thing with this one is what I find unique about this one is that it's it's, draw, it's, it's drawn out too for like it, a while. it's like a wide shot on it too. It's yeah. like it's not, it's, it's yeah, it's not an up close like close shot of where they like some cheat quick it. action. Yeah, this is like a wide shot, so you can see everyone's reactions to what is happening. Um, I need to see this you movie. You can see people oh, yeah. in the scene watching it happen, and you get to see a good amount of detail. It's great. Um, there's just, there's several scenes with the. Uh, some pretty good body horror in this, and um, I appreciated that. I liked uh, I liked a lot of things about this movie. I do think that the pacing was a bit wonky for me. It uh, is wonky. It, it you know it, it takes you on like a a slow ride for a long time, and then it jars you with this this weird third act. Yeah, know? it is a very weird th- third act where it's sort of like a weird roller coaster in a way. Um, but I felt that some of the low moments were uh, a bit intrusive into like the action, and they lasted for a bit too long. So just some weird pacing shit. But overall, I really enjoyed this movie. Like I said, I especially liked the the cast. I think the everyone played a uh, their roles very well. Um, especially liked seeing Matthew Fox. Um, 
I feel like I don't see him in a lot anymore. Um, but uh, I enjoyed his character and um, and uh, Richard Jenkins, of course, who played Chicory. He's just the sweetest old man <laughs> in this fucking movie, and it's cool seeing um, like his relationship with uh, Kurt Russell's character, the sheriff. It's a it's a pretty fun movie. Um, I think I give it a probably a four out of five. That's right, Steve. You hear that? This is all a ploy to get you to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> that seems very light. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I can't think of many great westerns I've seen recently. Yeah, this one and, does uh, like some interesting stuff that yeah, you don't. It does. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a watch one of these days. One of these and, days. You know, you know, Brawl and Cell Block, so you know that this director isn't going to play it safe with his western. He's not going to do a. Nah, man, I love my westerns. I would when say they play it oh, safe. I like westerns that play it safe too, but this one is just. Oh, so it, that was it, being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I do like. I would say Hostiles. You know, it's, it kind of plays it safe a little bit. A little too safe. My life. Um, I like that movie though. Uh, but this one is uh, like I said, this guy is the new, unironic Tarantino for me. When it comes to violence and stuff. Yeah, I think uh, this, I guess that's the most recent, like, uh, Western I could compare it to. And I think this is definitely more exciting. Yeah. It takes bigger chances than that one did. Um, I'm trying to think of the last Western I saw and I can't remember. Like, I think it was maybe Hateful Eight, I think. We saw Hostiles. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I guess. Slow West. We saw Logan. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess Man. Logan is the Western. Yeah. It counts. It counts. We're not. We're not it doing. It counts. That. We're Say. doing the old frontier, okay? <laughs> Coco, cool. so you fucking love that movie, and you'll recommend it to everyone you know. I mean, sure. Oh, okay. I think that's what he meant. And yeah, <laughs> no, it's a very good movie. I recommend everyone check this this one uh, out. I don't think I watched anything else. Ooh, slow week for us, huh? Yeah, it's, it's like you're week. just getting back. It's the new year. You, you, you know, you're, we're we're trying to get a head get, start on our our New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I mean, I've actually just been trying to like, you know, see if I can just erase all the the negatives that I've had. So it's like it's yeah, it's it's a bit of a catch up game for me. I haven't hit the positives yet. Yeah, also you can't run um, from the past, Steve. They finally put uh, the second season of Atlanta on Hulu, so I've been running through that. I still gotta watch that show. I did watch uh, the rest of uh, Fuck That's Delicious. I don't know if you guys partake in that show. We don't watch yeah. TV shows here. We don't that, talk about yeah. TV shows. That, that show is one of the funniest <laughs> things is, I've ever seen. It is really hilarious. Um, like Big Body Best. He may be the funniest person on this fucking planet. Who? Big Body Best? He is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he says the most awful <laughs> weird shit, but it, he's it like always a, makes sense. And he's it's like talking to some girl. He's like, you ever been to Fulton Street? <laughs> yeah. I think I haven't seen that. <laughs> Dude. I want to know the context of that Dude, fucking statement. You gotta watch this show. It's it's like it fills the void. It, it it's one of the the uh, the funniest uh, like food travel things I've ever seen in my life. What, what, where is this located? What platform? Hulu. You should. Uh, they're all on there now, I believe. Even the newest one. He ate this uh, fucking chicken wing one time. He was like, "This is so good, I can speak Puerto Rican right now." Dude, he—I don't know where he comes up with this shit, dude. He's got the best one-liners yeah, ever. I think he's just like a fucking like a idiot savant. Yeah, dude, he, he comes might up with them be, like dude. He might be. Um, I I really love Mayhem on that show too. Like they were like look, they were in Spain or somewhere. I don't know where they were, but they were just like standing on this hill. He's like, 
I just want to run with the bulls. Oh yeah, I saw <laughs> <that>. <laughs> and he says it always like this is a really low voice. Yeah, and he's 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 always just like very serious and stoned face when he when he says things. One of the funniest groups of people I've ever seen, and then Alchemist is like so uh, fucking ignorant to he's culture ignorant. and food. I love it. It's great that they had him on the show. Yeah, he had yeah. a great. Anyways, it's not uh, do the right TV, but I highly recommend that show. It's like twenty minute episodes, easy to watch. It's hilarious. Steve, watch it. All right, cool. Steve, you want to go next? You want me to go? What do you got? What do you got? I mean, yeah, I watched the movie, but I don't feel like talking about it much. Like I don't oh. know, it was like it was so un- imp- like it really didn't leave much of an impression on me. Yeah, but you know, Sean's not here. I only have one movie. You only have and one this movie. Is a movie. And this is a movie podcast. You might as well say it. I mean, I guess. I mean, I just like talking about noteworthy or shitty movies. This one was just like very much middle of the road. Uh, so is mine. So last night, like I said, I went out with some friends and uh, I got home. You know, I, I got home and I laid down. I fell asleep. I woke up and uh, I was on Amazon. I'm like, what movie should I watch? And I'm like, I see this movie come up and I'm like, maybe this can help me next time I go out. And it's uh, how to talk to girls at parties. Uh, what Christ. I found out is that it does not teach you how to talk to girls at parties, but yeah, it's, what is this movie? It's it's a <laughs> it's a short. It's based off a short story by Neil Gaiman, uh, one of my uh, favorite writers of all time, and it's like the weirdest film to ever come out. It came out in 2017, and the cast is just so weird because it's like, why would they do this movie? Because it didn't really go out to theaters. It, it's it, it was like an A24 release, but it I don't think it had a huge run. And I'm wondering, like, how do these, like, they got, like, Nicole Kidman's in this movie. You have fucking, like, Ruth Wilson. You have just, like, a lot of, like, famous, like, English or just, you know, just in general, just a little bit bigger actors. And this movie, like, what the fuck are they doing in this? And it's basically about three young punks that live in, uh, that live in England. I think it was, like, what is it, uh, Corden? Corden, England, I think, in, like, the 70s. And it's basically about them like having this night where they go to fucking punk shows and, you know, they're just basically wanting to get kind of like trash and like have fun and meet girls. And at one point of the night, they end up going to this very, very weird, <laughs> very weird mansion that it's like looks like basically a weird sex call. Like everyone's wearing leather. And this is where uh, the main character, uh, Ian, he ends up meeting Elle's fanning character uh zan and at first you're thinking like oh they're just weird it's like a weird kind of cult that just happens to be in this little small town and the story progresses and you find out a little bit more about who she is and what that cult is or what the group of people are and it's like i would say this like there's some interesting visual moments the acting is so so uh like it's nothing it's nothing groundbreaking, and I think overall the only thing that was really keeping me interested was the weird story. If you're familiar with any of like Neil Gaiman's work, you will understand what I mean by it is a weird story. It's it, you know he usually adds like a lot of magical realism or like he sets his characters up in a real world and like everything that's happening is like very grounded, and then you know as the story progresses, like all these weird fantastical like elements start kind of coming into play. And the story does the same thing. I think if I was to say I liked it, I think it's because of the Neil Gaiman part, because I like the way he writes stories and I like the stories he tells, but overall, like I don't, you know, this movie kind of just was just didn't really leave me with anything. You know, it was like 
typical you know there's a romance element between the two leads and you know it's typical like montage shit of them running around town having a great time and then you know it's intercut with like punk shows that he's he's like showing her what punk is and you know she's like teaching and it sounds interesting on that front but i feel like i would enjoy just reading the book i think i could have got a lot more just reading it and not watching this movie i do that read books no i show girls punk music Uh, I know you can't hear what he's saying, but hear me out. Hear me. <laughs> no, uh, no, like there's, like I said, there's elements I did enjoy. There's some like interesting visual shots and like visually there's interesting shots, performances or so, so, uh, but the story, that's honestly the only thing that kept me entertained or hooked. But even at that, there was times where I'm like, you know, I felt, I don't know, it was dragging. I felt like this story could have been structured differently, maybe as a TV show. I felt like the whole time watching this, I'm like, this should have just been a TV show or like a mini series. Like it just doesn't work as a film, you know, for me at least. So I don't know if I have to rate it. I guess uh, two and a half. Wow. Yeah. Absolute garbage. No, I mean that's half. It's, yeah, it's road. a little road, I guess. It does. It does some interesting stuff, but I, I don't think that's the film. I think that's just the writers. <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Well, uh, good thing Harvey liked something this week. Because I didn't. Oh. I watched the movie. Oh. Okay. Here we go. I think Sean talked about this movie. Um, It was one of those things where it's like you're browsing and it's whatever you shows up first that catches your interest. You're like, you know what? I'm curious. Let me watch this shit. Uh, you guys familiar with downsizing? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, Alexander Payne, who I adore his movies usually. Um, <laughs> damn, I'm spoiling this review, huh? Uh, anyways, downsizing is a movie by written and directed by uh Alexander Payne, which the the written part blows me the fuck away. I I'm convinced there's more to the story, and I'll tell you why in a minute. There is another writer on there. So that maybe that's it, but the uh, starring Matt Damon, Christoph Waltz, Hong Chow, Kristen Wiig, um, uh, Rolf Lasgard, and that's pretty much it uh, for main characters. Udo Kier, which you know you've seen him around, the crazy looking guy. Uh, so the <laughs> you remember the trailer for this? Uh, the synopsis is a social satire. In which a man realizes he would have a better life if he were to shrink himself to five inches tall, allowing him to live a wealth in wealth and splendor. Uh, it doesn't just decide to shrink himself; like he's not a scientist. It's it's a phenomenon. Um, so I will say that that synopsis is misleading. But if you saw the trailer, you'd know. Essentially, uh, humans have figured out a way. It starts off with um, this, a scientist in Norway. He shrinks a rat. And he's like, I did it. We got it. Um, and then it cuts like 15 years later. Um, downsizing is this new thing, right? Uh, they call it going to get small. Essentially, uh, <laughs> it's sold as like a... Like they didn't think of anything clever than that? Oh, oh I think it's um, cellular minimization or some shit. Oh. Cellular something. I don't know. Uh, anyways, it, it kind of... Um, it's sold to the people as like, not only are you saving the environment because humans are, we're getting overpopulated, which is true. 
which is very true in the real world. There's too many fucking humans out there. Um, and we're, we're contributing to climate change, uh, famine, hunger, all this stuff. There's just too, too many people, not enough resources to go around. And also, uh, I think the real selfish reason that people go get small is because, say you have a hundred grand worth of assets, so you sell your house in the, uh, the big world, and um, that currency kind of equates to like uh, over a million dollars. Oh. Yeah. So you're, you're pretty much living the luxury life, and uh, you get to choose where you go. There's all these like colonies and stuff. Which one would you choose? Uh, they don't really go into them, to be honest, so I wouldn't have a choice. Uh, oh, question. <laughs> would you do this to yourself? No. And I think the the huge oversight on why the, I thought this movie would work, but doesn't, this is my opinion. This, this isn't really covered in the movie, but he, my my opinion is that humans have become the top of the food chain where we control everything because we... Um, we are the size that we are. We're not too big. We're not too small. And if we shrink ourselves, literally every fucking animal is bigger than us. And, like, sure, they build these, like, safety nets around their, their colony so no bugs and birds get in. But is that really a solution? Like, do you want to be that small? Do you Like, you're so vulnerable. Like, how can you thrive, you know, if you don't have full access to the earth? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it, doesn't, I it. it just doesn't make sense, and they but never it, bring that up once in the fucking movie. It's suspension of disbelief, but then also maybe yeah, I, I'm down with suspension of disbelief. But this movie is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, that's not true at all. I've seen some weird shit. I mean, <laughs> we definitely see some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I'm I'm just you know being facetious for this review, but I. Uh, Alexander Payne is a very good director. I think he's he captures that that uh dysfunctional funny very well. And and this movie does none of that. It's hard for me to even believe that he that he uh wrote it. Um so I actually watched this in two parts. I watched it as long it was like two hours and fifteen minutes, I think. I watched the first hour, had to go to bed. And the first hour, like, left me off. Like, this movie's not, like, that great. But I'm, I want to see where it goes. You know, he shrunk. And they reveal in the trailer that he shrinks and his his wife doesn't come with him. She backs out. They get separated to get their operation done. And she calls him from from, uh, Big World. They don't call it Big World. That's just what I'm calling it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, baby, don't hate me. I'm so sorry. He's like, you fucking left me here. You know, he's freaking out. He's he's a very lonely man. But guess what? Now he's single and he has a million dollars. Right. Hey. I will, this is, might not be a spoiler, um, but I'm going to say it cares, anyway. Man. I mean, I don't think people like this movie anyway. Yeah, it's over a year old at this point. Fuck it, spoilers. Uh, it's not even really a spoiler, but like you, I'm thinking there's like some rekindle like with his wife or something. By the way, the trailer sells it. He tries to find his way back to her. No, they just get divorced and he stays. Mm, that's yeah. cool. Uh, that's what I figured. <laughs> that's the realistic thing. I, so that's a good touch. Um, so here's what happens. Here's the problem. They they have so much opportunity to explore the the fucking juxtaposition of the small world and the big world, and like 
show off all this like I don't know this marvel of like how crazy it would be that humans would do that. And halfway through the movie, he meets a cleaning lady who's from Vietnam. Yeah. And I got to say, like my girlfriend, she's Cambodian. I've heard her parents talk. I've went to temples and heard all of her her family talk and stuff. And I've heard Vietnamese people talk too. Um, Cambodian and Vietnamese are very similar in inflection. Very racist movie. Very, very racist movie. She's, she's <laughs> surprised she's okay with it. Uh, she's this girl, she's like, you'll give me payment now. And like, she's just being just so every line she says sounds like an impression, a racist impression of an Asian person. And it's the vocabulary she's using. Is she like, she knows the words. She's fucking them up on purpose to sound like a fucking Asian person. And it, none of that's realistic. And it just takes Question. me out of the fucking movie. Question. What? When people get downsized, they get money, right? Yeah. Well, your assets are... You know, uh, equated to more assets. All right. So my question is, why is there a cleaning lady in the society? How people are? I mean, just thinking about it. Because if you household, had like nothing, I guess that makes sense. They in, give you something. The, they, if you had like nothing in the the big world, that nothing doesn't really get you much in the small world. Okay. Another question. Uh, how are people? Like, so people like are, I'm saying that most people that do get downsized. They they have a certain amount of like money in their you know they they probably have at least something you know they're making it around like over fifty thousand dollars a year right give or take or whatever assets they actually own before getting down before getting downsized right so most people would probably have money that are down there like so who are doing the everyday mundane jobs they're just getting like poor people to be downsized to like oh do you want to be down they don't talk about it but yeah just like logically this movie doesn't make sense to me yes there is a scene where. Where Matt Damon is very struck um, when he discovers that on the outskirts of Leisure Land, which is, you know, this utopia that he lives in. It's literally a, a utopia. And he's, they go, <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. I don't care if I'm spoiling much. Um, but there's a wall built around it, right? It's to keep everyone out, all the you know big animals and stuff. On the outskirts of that, you go through a, a hole in the wall in a bus, and it leads out to the outside world against the wall, but they just have a little net over it and it's the slums and it looks like some fucking like final fantasy seven Midgar shit like slums like fucking yeah. And it's like just people living on top of each other in these like Hong Kong style slums. And uh, he's just like, Oh my God, what? There are poor people. He's just like amazed. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Oh my God! There are and, poor people. Of course, and, there's all poor right, people. So I'm. I think I stopped paying attention while watching the movie. Like I wasn't on my phone. And I wasn't sleeping. You just lo- your mind started I was to like, drift. I was looking at <laughs> pixels or something. I don't know what the fuck I was looking at. But somehow I missed this part where they sail to Norway. What? I feel like that's like an important scene. Like oh, but we're like go I to think they're on a, a fake lake. But that couldn't be. You can't go to Norway on a fake lake. They're on a boat. They weren't small, put into a box, and put on a real big boat, because they do that with airplanes. Small people have their own little compartments and shit. Maybe they went to, like, a Norway colony they w- or something. They did, I guess, but I don't think it was supposed... They said it was in Norway, and it wasn't, like, a part of Leisure Land, which was, like... Maybe it was, like, Little Norway. Little Norway. Little Norway, <laughs> yeah. I just... None of this it, makes, movie, yeah, none of it made any sense. There was, like... 
this movie's very confusing. They, they they didn't go into the science enough. Like when they got to Norway, they was they were living net free. Like, How do they live net free? Oh, they're so close to the ocean. Uh, no mosquitoes come here. Oh, I was like, what? What? Oh, there's something like that. I was like, what about all the other birds and <laughs> bugs? Like, yeah, you're discounting. There's gotta that. be one fucking bug or bird. Yeah, like there's so, gotta be. Like that's the weirdest shit. Like, oh, nothing comes here. You're in the here. fucking wilderness. There's gotta be some other creature. Like, so no other animals uh, exist outside so the mosquitoes that live near the how water. How big is the wall that protects them? Well, in the Norway, there is no wall or net. That's why I was confused. But like the wall in leisure, in, land. In leisure land, I don't know. I mean, it's probably. Up to your shin, if you were standing next to it as a big person, maybe? How would that keep anything out? It would, it's, I it's, don't a, know, dude. A, like, I'm assuming a like a big bird could like rip that net to shreds. Like, or a dog. What if a dude, dog just like... I know. Like not, uh, just so all these, is it just these like, fallacies and, and so potholes they, are uh, bother the fuck out of So them. they just put the town in the middle of nowhere? Or they, I don't know. They never said where it was. I don't know. This is... this. All right. This is poor writing. I mean, dude, I was like, what the fuck? world building right what there. It, what if it rains? That's what I'm saying. There's so many... It did rain. Problems. I believe it just like kind of trickles through the nets. So there's like... So they're not in a dome because that's what I thought they were. I thought they were in a dome. I think it's like an actual like very dense net. Because they still need, like, sun and, like, air and stuff. I Honestly, I could be wrong, though. That's how fucking little they explain anything. This is poor world building. Yeah, it was... All right, so it turns into this weird shit, and Matt Damon makes some stupid decisions, and, like, he he goes on this little adventure with this this fucking uh, ironically Vietnamese girl. (laughs) And uh, it's just not good. I was like, the first half of the movie is okay to be a, a movie. You're like, okay, it's a little, little comedy sci-fi for you. And then just like Christopher Waltz comes in with this bizarre character. He meets uh, <laughs> Christopher Waltz's neighbor who always has loud-ass parties. And he goes up there to party and takes like a hallucinogenic drug. Wakes up the next morning and the cleaning crew comes in to clean up the party mess. And that's where he meets, uh, uh, you give me a good fuck. Like, like she literally says that. No, she doesn't. Just like, hold on, I'm doing Can some I research. Can I spoil this? It's not a part of the plot. I don't that's, care. The, that's like probably the biggest joke in the movie. He he has sex with this Vietnamese girl. Oh, also she has a peg leg. I forgot. Dude, why is she <laughs> so many character traits? She's famous. She in the big world. She she was like the famous girl who escaped this Vietnamese dictatorship prison or something. Um. Like a Vietnamese pirate? No, I mean she wasn't a pirate. She was just like a like a famous uh, brave refugee. Um, but like a peg leg. Like a yeah, she lost her leg trying to escape on a landmine or some shit. Uh, so I don't want to go too far in this movie. I'll just say one one more thing and spoil the joke. But um, they do have sex in the movie. He kind of falls in love and sees like oh a beautiful person inside of her. Um, and uh, but later in the end, she's like questioning his. Does he love me? Um, and she she like confronts him. She's like, "What kind of fuck you give me?" He's like, "What? What? What? Don't say that. Say make love." She's like, "She's like, no. What kind of fuck you give me? You give me love fuck. You give me nice fuck. You give me mad fuck. Americans have many type fuck." And he's <laughs> and he never answers the question. But I was like, "Is this the main joke in the movie?" <laughs> Yo, this can't be real. Dude, this is real as fuck. It's one of the most... It's a bad movie. I wouldn't recommend watching it, but if you're curious about all the badness that I've stated, I guess watch it. 
It's on Amazon and Hulu. I'm kind of curious. I just wanted I'm, to see what this looks like. Yeah, I just yeah. It's very it's very it's gonna underwhelm the shit out of you. You're you're not gonna be in awe. They're not gonna like do any like showcase of Small World and stuff. And like you're you're almost just gonna forget that. Just like who falls small. in love with her? Does Matt Damon fall? Yeah, in love yeah, with her? yeah. Bizarre as fuck. It's the weirdest shit you ever see. It doesn't feel natural. It's it it almost seems like he's taking advantage of her because she's so fucking tropey Asian. <laughs> Dude, this, this movie just looks uncomfortable to watch. God, I like Alexander Payne, and I loved the concept when the trailer came out. But it takes a, a, a stupid turn, and obviously there's the whole metaphor for, well, yeah, we know humans are fucking up the planet, but, like, that doesn't make this movie good. Like, the, I don't know. It's not a good movie. I do like the idea. Of course, I do too, but. Of shrinking people, yeah, it's a good idea. Well, I don't think it would be at the end of the day. Well, I mean, it's a good idea for a story. Oh, right, right, yeah. But they would have to, they have to fill those plot holes or it's going to bother the fuck out of me. Uh, I'd give this a one and a half, dude. It's not good. Not good at all. It's a very bizarre movie. Hmm. <laughs> what? A, I could have watched something else, man. There's a lot of good shit out there to watch. What am I doing? You You give me good fuck. You give me bad fuck. (laughs) I don't even know if that's the verbatim joke, but it's something like that. I was like, excuse me? Excuse me, (laughs) Alexander Payne? The guy who did Sideways, literally one of my favorite comedies, is one of the most unfunny movies I've ever watched in my life. I just, I don't understand it. It's very weird. Did you rate it? Yeah, one and a half. Yeah. Sick. Not good. Sick. But it's funny in a bad way. It's funny in all the wrong ways. Yeah, it's not funny, but it's funny how not funny it is. All right, cool. I think that's uh, that's it. Nobody else watched uh, any other, other movies? Oh, yeah. I, I remember I did watch the first 30 minutes of Life Itself, and I turned it off. I think it's called that. I don't know. It's oh, like the... the um, Oscar Isaac? Yeah, I was thinking of Life is Beautiful or something. Yeah. Dude, it's like... It, the first 30 minutes are so jarring. Dude. In terms mo- in terms of editing, like, because they use this weird story structure. Like, it starts... First, it starts off with a weird, like, unreliable narrator, kind of like f- breaking the fourth wall kind of joke. And then it, it cuts from that to, like, what's really happening... And then from there, you're, you're learning about his story. And then with that, it's intertwined with his past relationships or his, his relationship with his wife. And it's like just jarring and it's kind of depressing, and but it's trying to be funny and it doesn't work for it. Like none of it works at all. I was like, I, I can't do this right now. I got yeah. this shit I need to do. I remember the trailer <laughs> looked like a Mumford and Sons video. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Dude, that's the perfect way of describing I I, it. I don't think I remember this movie. Yeah, I only watched the trailer online. I, I, I think I might have saw it in a theater once, actually. Yeah, like it was, it was blasting everywhere. Olivia right? Wilde. Yeah, Olivia Wilde. Yeah, I was excited. Oscar Isaac, Olivia Wilde. I like those two people. And, Give it a uh, shot, man. Let us know. I'll try to watch Finish it again. It. I'll try. It hey, again. man, I, I had to sit through downsizing. <laughs> you got to sit through that. All right. Cool. All right, well, that's it for us, um, for the the movies we watched during the week. I think we will uh, now talk about Escape Room. Let's uh, let's hear a clip. You want to control your life, but life isn't a science experiment. You can't contain your world forever. Try doing one thing that scares you over break, okay? Yeah. 
This serves as an entry voucher. For Minos escape rooms. Be the, the first, first to escape our most immersive room yet. And win a million dollars. So, uh, when does the game start? Escape room. Six strangers find themselves in circumstances beyond their control and must use their wits to survive. Did you guys like that clip, though? That was a still... Nah. (laughs) Not a good clip. Not our best work. Uh, This is coming at us from director Adam Robitel, which uh, apparently he stars in the movie. Uh, Not not a good look for him. Looks like he's got some uh, paranormal activity, like, sequels under his belt. (laughs) Uh, Like the fourth one, I think. I heard people like that. I don't know. I don't it's written by uh, Bragi F. Shoot, and starring. Uh, I'll just name the six people. Oh, he did Insidious. Mentioned. He did Insidious: The Last of the Keys. Yeah, I think he did Deborah Logan. As He's well. the guy they pull in. Hey, can you come do the sequel of this thing that we don't care much about anymore? And then he also did the Taking of Deborah Logan, which yeah. is like a weird title for a movie, I think. But whatever. So this is starring um, Deborah Ann Wall. I've seen her before. I can't remember where. Oh, uh, Daredevil. Blood. Yeah, True Blood. Yeah. I don't oh, did I, you guys know she's like a huge, huge fan of D&D? I found that out a while back ago. Yeah, I've seen her play. Damn, That's are you a soulmate right now? Uh, crushing? Right-headed? No, yeah, definitely crushing hard. All right. We're also, we also got Taylor Russell, uh, Tyler Labine, Logan Miller, um, like Jay Taylor Ellis, Russell. and Nick Dodani. Those are the six people. Probably the only people that matter in this movie, I guess. Yeah, all right. This is... Uh, Drama, mystery, sci-fi, thriller. <laughs> no horror written on there. I guess it's not really that. Can much I read of a the tagline? Yeah. What, what is the tagline? I didn't see it. Find the clues. Just like, sorry. <clears throat> Find the clues or die. <laughs> not bad. Not Jesus bad. Fucking Christ. Very, very cut, cut to the chase. Cool. What did you guys think of Escape Room? I'll go first. All right, Har- Harvey. Damn, Harvey coming in hot. He's burning with desire. I'm not burning with desire, but uh, oh, might as well get it over with. Oh, he's on fire. <laughs> All right, let us know your thoughts. Okay. Um, Holy shit! Someone gave this a five, almost a five star on Letterboxd. Wait, before we go into the reviews, has anybody <laughs> done an escape room here? I have not. You, and you I guys don't are understand from, them. You guys, it's essentially what the movie is, but without killing you. Uh, yeah. I, one thing I realized about anything that revolves like high pressure situation, and I have to like figure like a puzzle out, I'll, I'll die. Like but, I've already decided I would die. But in the these first escape room. rooms actually won't kill you, and they allude to them in the movie, and they are real actually. No, they are. They are. I was real. in. Like I was a, in a, there's one in Indianapolis. Yeah. I was there on work, and we were like out drinking, and. Uh, my, all my coworkers are like, I think we should do it. And I'm like, I'm down for whatever. We never ended up doing it, but <laughs> I'd be down, I guess. I don't like that high pressure situation. I would just be that guy, like trying to let's beat their game, let's beat their own game. I would like break <laughs> walls and shit, like <laughs> motherfucker. Fucking break a window. See, I left the room. I made it. <laughs> Fuck your clues. <laughs> Probably gonna sign some waiver saying you can't do that. <laughs> I'll sign someone else's name. I don't give a fuck. All right. Harvey, what did you think of Escape Room? Um, this movie introduces several characters in the beginning. Uh, we're introduced to uh, Zoe, who's a uh, sort of a neurotic, uh, very introverted and nerdy um, college student 
played by Taylor Russell. She is uh, having troubles breaking out of her shell, I suppose. And uh, I think it's in the trailer. Her professor tells her to do something over over break that challenges her uh, her normal behavior. Um, can, we, can we agree that girls like that pretty don't become introverts? It's not a thing. No, I've never seen one. <laughs> I, <laughs> Just like, what? I was so distracted for a second. I, I mean, <laughs> there's definitely pretty introverts, but yeah, in in my experience... Um, well, we learn why she's an introvert. We slowly learn why. Yeah, but she's like incredibly like unbearably shy and uh like came it was like yeah it yeah. was like but it was very sweet i liked it it was like a very yeah. sweet kind of thing yeah i mean um yeah she uh she receives a black box and um <laughs> I you say black guy. <laughs> no she re- she receives a black box in the mail uh the same happens for a few other characters uh we are introduced to uh jason he's sort of a um like a financial guy, I'm not really sure what he does, but he invests people's money. He just crushes yeah. it all the time. Yeah, he's he just he always crushes crushing it. it. Yeah, he's just crushing it. He's very excited about what he does. Very he's passionate. He's very passionate about making people money, making make, himself making money. other people money, and yeah, making himself money. He also receives a uh, a black box, um, and several other characters do as well. We're introduced to uh, Logan. He does well. He's sort of working at a or not Logan. His name is Ben, right? He uh, is working at a grocery store. Um, he's trying to move up in the grocery store, become a uh, a cashier, make more money. Um, but unfortunately, he can't get that position, and uh, he receives a black box. Boy, don't you want to tell him why he uh, doesn't receive that position? Um, he the guy just said he would be bad for business. Yeah, he's a bad for business. And he goes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I would have been I, I would have been incredibly offended because <laughs> you're not told. Uh, you have no none of his backstory in the beginning, so yeah, if, it, it sort of just sounds very rude of that guy to say. Um, but all of these people eventually crack open their black boxes, and uh, it leads to them to an address of the building where the escape room is. Um, it's a very weird thing to do to show up to this building after receiving a black box, but for, for some reason these people do it. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done it. Um, I think that's no, the, not at all. I would instantly think murder cult. That's that's the first time I started rolling my eyes in this movie because it, it's it's very unrealistic unreal, in that sense. But um, yeah, once they get into the waiting room, they all figure out that they're there to do an escape room, and that they've been invited by this company that is sort of trying to test out their new innovative escape room technology, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It sounds like yeah. a startup it's in a, San Francisco. It's a, it's a very specific, <laughs> a specific, so specific. Uh, um, target audience and a very specific uh, idea. But yeah, apparently they have a ton of money and they want to test out this new uh, system and these new rooms. These all people, all these people show up there and they're waiting in the lobby and they all start talking to each other for some reason. Yeah, and, and that like, bothered me. Yeah, does that because I've never actually had like full on conversations. Yeah, when's the last time you went into a waiting room and started talking to other people? There's, that would, that would have never happened. There's always that one weird person that starts the conversation that always like he's like, "Oh, so you're here too?" I'm like, I'm like "Yeah, obviously." Like the fuck. Yeah. But as you see in the trailer, it turns out that this waiting room is actually the beginning of the game. It's the first escape room. Um, trouble ensues, and they have to work together to. Uh, make it out of the skate room and onto the next. Um, 
I think that I really like the set pieces. I think that the uh, the uh, escape rooms themselves were they were well done for the most part. Um, I especially like the idea of the the uh, fire one, and I like the elevator one too with the collapsing floor. Um, yeah, I think that one was shot really well. I think that's actually I was gonna say I say the only one that uh, that I like. Out of all the escape rooms, the one that I thought was just the most interesting visually and then also, like, for some reason just works better as, like, a room or a puzzle room is that room. Because, like, all the clues made mm-hmm. sense. Like, if you think about all the other escape rooms, they didn't. Ha- the clues didn't make any sense. Like, how yeah. the fuck did they go from there to there? They're, they're really dumb, <laughs> dumb clues and dumb, uh, like, puzzles for the most part. I, I do like the way that elevator one specifically was shot and it felt very disorienting and um i think that it provided some really good tension and uh and and excitement however that's that's pretty much the only thing i like that's where the good ends that's the only yeah that's the only thing i really liked about this movie i think that the it had the most corny and cheesy dialogue i've ever fucking dude that i've heard in a really long time it's the the wall street guy was fucking unbearable he had no he was he's a fucking template like a template of a character except that he was black um yeah you've seen the character a million times before he's just this really cocky assholeish uh wall street guy or except he fucking is in chicago and um he's just a complete dick and all these characters sort of fit that uh those types those 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 types of characters um there wasn't anything new in terms of that. Uh, there's nothing new in terms of plot and story. Um, you have this anonymous bad guy that is doing this for who the fuck knows why. The, 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 and, 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 and it doesn't seem... I don't understand how it would be financially viable to even do this or worth this person's time. But there's there's nothing new or special in this movie aside from the fact that it's about escape rooms. I mean, it's it's saw lights. Diet saw, you know? Yeah, I, it's like Saw without gore, you know. Uh, the least it could do is be thrilling, and uh, and and do a nice job at uh, building tension. But I think that between the time it allows in each escape room, that never really happens. Um, it's not fun to watch. I didn't have an entertaining time watching it. Yeah, I never uh, feel like yeah the I was first that stressed out. All right, so I would say this: the first half of this movie. Is very boring because I walked in, I was like, oh, I'm not excited for this. Very boring. Just didn't like it. Was just almost like it wasn't even laughable at me. Even the character dialogue, it wasn't even like laughable. I couldn't joke around with it. This, this is fucking, this sucks. But halfway through, man, when you stop giving a fuck, it's the funniest shit. <laughs> like, you're just like, it's almost, it just gets so absurd because once you start learning the reasons, what is like once you start understanding like what is going on and like who the bad guys are and like it's just you're like there's a lot of little weird quirks that i kind of giggle about thinking back do you remember that like all right i would say the last scene is the most ridiculous shit i've ever seen the the man i want to spoil anything but it was just like with two specific characters like one of the last like moments of the movie and yeah it's just like what the fuck is happening this can't be a part of the movie what um at the, because like it's the, so, the lunch table. Yeah, the lunch the, table. That that's that was one specific scene. I'm like, he's like, this is fucking dumb. Yeah, 
I was like, this well, is... the movie was uh, ended before that for me. Well, yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> Dude, the lights came on, too. Like, it's just like in my theater, just like it kept going. I was like... <laughs> well, I didn't have that, but... Um, I think what was... Uh, well, I, I mentioned the six people, right? And I thought it was funny that they chose to give you a backstory for only three of them. And uh, I guess those people are more important. Were they? I guess, yeah. But, I mean, that just means they just couldn't fit all those characters in. Um, overall, I think the movie was not good. Very cookie cutter. I think this concept can work. I think this concept needs to be reworked by like a really masterful director. Um, someone who could really like bring unique stress and tension. Um, and we've seen this kind of like, like I would say like green room is almost a fucking escape room, you know, like that. We need that level of tension in a movie like this. Um, we also like, what What else is similar to that? I mean, some of the Saw movies I remember being engaging. Um, but uh, overall, yeah, like it's just, I, I almost kind of like regret like us even seeing these movies for the podcast because what these movies are doing is they're, they're uh, catering to the lowest common denominator. They're not like aiming high and missing by a long shot. They're aiming like very low. And I'm I think still that's missing. Uh, yeah, I think that's my issue is is that they think they could just put out easy shit to get people in, in the seats. And like to me, I watch films because they make me feel a certain way. Uh, they, they're people who, like a film is like some story that someone's very passionate to tell. And they make it come to life on on screen and it, it really touches you. And those are the reasons why I love film. And this movie goes against all those principles. So, no, this is definitely a cash grab. They're trying to make this yeah, a franchise. We yeah, all know it. They are, and it's it's the new purge. It's going to be like Purge. Um, We're going to get three movies and a prequel. Yeah. <laughs> this is already. This movie was made for $9 million or something like that, even yeah. less, and it, it's already doubled its money. That's absurd. Yeah, we just gave them money. My theater was empty. Uh, My theater was like it was getting packed. It was weird. I am kind of impressed by the budget, though. It's, that's, yeah, I mean, the set. Bad. I mean, yeah, considering that. were pretty nice. Yeah, but. Obviously, where they uh, where they lacked was actors. <laughs> yeah, so yes, the acting good. is not good. You have these really tropey characters, and all they had to do is just not make them tropey. Like we don't need it. Like it's 2019. We're used to it. We don't need it anymore. Um, essentially, what I find very peculiar about the movie is like the instantaneous acceptance. Oh, this is real, and I like. Obviously, someone dies. You know, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that not all six people make it, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> but when the first person dies, there's not one person for a long time going, oh, this is all part of a, a show. This is not real. And that's a trope, but it's a realistic trope. And the fact that they left that trope out but included so many unnecessary tropes, I think is weird. I think... Um, him coming to the real or the people coming to the realization that oh shit this is real was missing. They're just like all right this is this is real let's do it. And uh, just the, the way that all the characters were connected makes absolutely no sense in the reveal to me. I was like why? And I love how they're all connected. And they tell the story of why they're all connected. One person says something very tragic, and uh, the the next person is like I'm not even gonna wait. 
and like say, oh, that's that sucks, man. I'm sorry. Was, oh, shit. I'm not even going to pause. I'm just going to go right into why I'm here. There's like no pause. He's like, yeah. And then this happened to me. Oh, this happened to me. Like, <laughs> it's just so unrealistic and, and, and fucking silly. Yeah, this movie is just, just... If I'm honest, like, I was blown away by the simplest idea <laughs> that people would talk to each other in a waiting room. That would not have happened. Like... They, well, I they, mean, if they, they knew they, they were there to figure it out together. Oh no! If it were me, I don't know. Like the fucking game would have never started because I would have never talked to anybody else. Yeah, like we'd just be sitting in a well, quiet room. You know, there are people that talk to me to this day that I don't want to talk to. So those people are out there. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Overall, I agree with Harvey. I enjoyed looking at the rooms. I think some of them went by a little too quick. Uh, but. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was um, overall not good. I think that's like really the only good I could say. The acting, the the reveals, uh, I don't know. It was all the tension was very light. It was all hokey, man. It felt so so just. Uh, it's just, not like I didn't expect this. <laughs> yeah, I kind of knew this going once, in, so I'm not really talking with an element of surprise. Yeah, but once you decide to not give a fuck, you just kick back and you're watching all this shit happen on screen, like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is this is fucking... not going to lie, I may have been texting in the movie. I know, I was. I and was texting I, you guys. And the only reason <laughs> I, I did that was because there's nobody around me for miles. Um, Which, you know, I still watched the movie. I didn't miss anything, but I don't know. I don't think there's anything for you to miss. There was, a, there was like, these tropes started happening in the very beginning. I was like, well... I could check my phone a couple times. It's obviously not important to anything in this movie. That's disrespectful, but you know what? I don't give a shit because I know what they're trying to do here, and I don't, I don't applaud it. You know, it's not like I don't like it. Every now and then, a fucking thriller will come out where I'm like, "Oh shit, that that's dope!" Like, "Don't breathe," you know, stuff like that. That's like an escape room. Um, yeah, but the tension in that movie yeah. is just like, like literally, like a rubber band ready to snap. Yeah, um, I'm I'm curious. I think one of the weakest things about this movie is the writing. Um, I, I'm curious why they thought that multiple escape rooms would be more interesting than just one. I liked the design of some of the escape rooms for sure, but I don't know. I think having the entire story uh, take place in one escape room where they literally can't escape. The room isn't trying to necessarily kill them. But they can't escape, yeah. And, and having <clears throat> the interactions and the eventual ma- madness that would occur between the the people is much more, uh, much more engaging and, than anything that could happen with the fucking room trying to kill somebody. I think it, that would be saw, that would be scary. Not necessarily. I don't remember. <laughs> but they saw did involve the characters having to make a choice about each other, right? Right. And right. I think that's. Yeah, that could bring about so much more tension and uh, and uh, just chaos that would be much more fun to watch. I guess, I guess I didn't mind the room jumping because, like, if anything, the movie was, like, the dialogue was so bad that, like, moving to a new room at least kept me engaged. Yeah. At least, like, not to the point where I was like, oh, shit. It was like, oh, this is a new room, you know? If I would have watched that terrible acting and, and writing in one confined spot, I just don't know if I'd be able to handle it. Um, so at least that's what the, the changing of the scenery uh, was doing for me, personally. Yeah, I was compensating. Yeah. 
hey, I know our actors ain't much, but uh, check out this new room. <laughs> but I do oh. like I do like uh, some of these people too, like uh, Deborah Ann Wall. I really like, and uh, I forget the black dude's name, but he's in um, Insecure. Joe Ellis, yeah, yeah, and he's uh, he's pretty good in Insecure. I think that these Ellis. characters are just. Straight, writing is so bad. I think he, shit. I think he had the worst dialogue in the film. Like his oh, dialogue. For sure. Yeah. And then how the way he It's like a computer <laughs> put a bunch of like uh characters together. Yeah. The shit he says, it's just like but the, also it's not even just like the dialogue, it's the way he said it. And that's why I just kind of it just like I've just found it interesting like cuz yeah, I feel like he was generic. just very just it wasn't good. Like I don't think any of it was <laughs> well, good. What I thought was funny is one moment everyone's like processing that someone just died. One second ago, he's already through the door of the next room, yeah. <laughs> which plays into his character a lot. But I was just like, Jesus, bro. No, that would have been me, dude. I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm trying to get out. Yeah. Hey, man. I Honestly, I would have never. Went there. Ex- no, not, even if I did, I would have never accepted that those people actually died. I would have assumed that uh, it was all fake. That would be funny to see. Just that one character is like, dude, this shit's fake, dude. Puts that, his hand in the fire. Fake. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I swore that's a trope, and I swore they were gonna do that trope, and it never happened. They all just laid on command and said, "All right, this is real." Like, dude, that first person who dies was claiming to be. Well, that's a spoiler, but who fucking cares? I don't know. Forget it. I guess it makes sense. If you were in a room that that was that fucking hot, then I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they were like, so, I don't know. I would have been calling my lawyer and shit. Which they had no service, but. They also had no phones. I mean, the one guy did. Yeah, he did. Man, well, was, why did they collect their phones if they <laughs> if they couldn't get service anyways? Yeah, it was kind of. Po- off chance. <laughs> There's no point. One bar of signal peeks through one of the rooms. Oh, shit. They caused that was good. Well, you know what? Uh, this movie didn't leave me with much. Uh, Dude, the fucking Game Master part made me so, so angry. <laughs> God, it made me so angry. Dude, that the last 15 minutes, of, oh, last, I would say 10 minutes of that movie is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. I was sitting there, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It feels, it feels like a completely different movie. It, it feels like that's, that ending was tagged on after test screenings, and people were like, oh, I think this is going to do good. It also begins half... Like towards the end of the movie, which I didn't oh. understand the point of that. Made no fucking sense. Was it was it like a trailer? <laughs> like it, they were trying to get you hyped. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, this is hey, some exciting shit's gonna happen. Because I guess if they just started it with like little Miss Plain boring girl, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, not too much fruit uh, being bared from this movie, as you might expect. You guys just want to rate it? Man, I give it a one. Wow. Uh, what about you, Harvey? I'm somewhere between like a one and a half and a light two. I, uh, no, I'll probably get a one and a half, maybe. All right. I'm probably one and a half or two. I'll I'll go two just because I know like if your 12-year-old daughter and her friend are going to the movies and they want to watch something to be scared or entertained you know they they can go to that yeah. instead of going out and getting pregnant hmm. <laughs> can't get pregnant at 12 that's a very oh, yeah, specific can, situation can. that you rated this movie <laughs> for. 
was just thinking, like, who is this movie made for and who's impressed by it? And that's who I came up with. I was so wild. I was wild because I was sitting in the front row or the front area. No one was there. And then I start hearing noises in the back and I look over. I'm like, those fucking places filling up. People actually want to go see this shit? Not mine. Yeah. But where'd you go? To uh, Williamsburg. Mm. Yeah, it's a little busier in the Court Street. I think it's deserving of it too because it's not a. It is a well-made movie. Yeah, it's not but like, it, but it's, not it's not a brutally movie. bad. When I think about brutally bad, I think about how I can't wait to fucking leave. Like movies that are literal torture, like yeah. The Nun and Winchester. All right, you guys convince me. One and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this movie's not literal torture. Like you could actually sit through it and be like, "Oh, look, a new room," or "Oh, look, what's gonna happen next?" Like it's I not, just know I'm not gonna remember this. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> By the end of the year. But, you know, it ended quick enough for me to, you know, not totally regret seeing it. Yeah. It has some funny parts, I guess. Not meant to be funny. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Let's pick a movie for uh, next week. I'm actually scared to even look at what's coming (laughs) out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go back. There's this one part where they start to suspect that the dude Ben is involved. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you think I'm, I'm in on this? And he's like, the black dude is like, your words, not mine. Yeah, that was a dumb <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and everyone like took a step back. Like, did he just win an argument by saying that? I'm like, bitch, yeah, they're my words. What, what do you want me to say? It's so fucking stupid. It was so and dumb. He, and and how he says it too and just like words, takes his... Not mine. And his yeah, rebuttal like, is to name one bad trait about each person. Yeah. He's like, I was like, Jesus, dude. Like, man, what a fucking... That was bad. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm glad we watched it. What are we watching next week, Tom? Another one? Well, it's not looking good. Actually, you know what? I think there's one. I think there's one that we could talk about and I think it's worth talking about. Um, I'll name a couple other ones, but we have A Dog's Way Home, which, you know, we're not going to watch. That. It looks like right, uh, so Homeward this is... Bound. It's okay. basically Homeward Bound. Okay, real quick. So you guys saw the trailer at the theater, right, for this movie? Uh, no. I was sitting there. No, I haven't. No, it was playing uh, for this showing, and I'm like, this shit was the longest jarring trailer I've ever seen, because I didn't understand. I didn't know that the dog was narrating everything, and once I realized that, I'm like, this is, this is okay. This is dumb, but then it just kept going. They basically showed the whole movie. Like, the dog getting lost and the dog being found. They showed the whole fucking movie. Pretty much. It is a bad trailer. Especially with the ending when he's like, oh, campy or whatever. Campy. You know, like, why Why would you put that in the fucking trailer? Like, why? Campy? Oh, you said it, it can't, can't be. be. Oh, because he, he lost, be. yeah, he lost yeah, the dog. Obviously, his dog comes back at the end. But are we? Are we? Going, I feel like films are getting worse. <laughs> Am I just like paying attention more? Or man, we've, we've been saying that for years now, man. Just out of it's ideas. Over. Like, is it just we're hitting the peak? Oh yeah, this is it, man. God damn! All right. So we also have a movie called Replicas coming out. It's starring your boy Keanu Reeves. All right, sign me um, up. He's a scientist who tries to figure out how to bring back his family. I can believe that. After uh, they were all killed by a car accident, he eventually tries to clone them. But we all know how that turns out. They're evil. I have no idea. I really haven't seen anything. Is it a does it is it a horror? Uh, let's see if I can see a genre this. here. Uh, I don't see a genre on this particular website. Um, but anyways, the the popular one that I would say I lean towards is the Upside. Um, this is a, a French remake. 
It's starring Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart together, which is weird. Uh, he takes care of. Yes, uh, the Les Les Untouchables or something this is, is the French movie that it's based off of. Yeah, this is going to be a, 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 a heartwarming film. Despite the trailer, which I hate, I think that I am sort of interested in seeing this. So am I, so am I. I I am not looking forward to the uh, audience, though, because I know what kind of audience. Yeah, I think Kevin Hart might actually stretch his legs a little bit in this movie, but he's going to attract quite an audience. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the crime mystery sci-fi thriller is the uh, the replicas uh, thing. Mm-hmm. It's director Jeffrey Nachmanoff. He's done Traitor, The Day After Tomorrow, The Tourist, and Hostages. Not a good rap, so I don't know. That doesn't look like something notable to watch. I would go for the upside. I'm not for the upside. It's been it's been getting some buzz, not like good or bad, just like publicity. Yeah, sounds about. Yeah, I've I've not seen. Maybe I'll watch the French remake, or sorry, the French original that this is a remake of, because I've heard good things about it. Um, and I've watched a trailer for it because I I was curious. I was like, what does the French one look like? And it was uh. It was cool. It looked good. It seems slightly more dramatic than what. Yeah, Kevin it seems Hart less. Does. Yeah, it seems less lifetime. Oh, you're talking about the Kevin Hart one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the what I liked about the trailer is it, it didn't focus a lot on. Hey, hey, look, Kevin Hart's so funny. It focused a little bit more on the moments, and I was like, okay, well, at least they had the dignity to not try to sell it on Kevin Hart's like jokes, you know. But anyways. Yeah, I guess upsides. All right, cool. We'll go. We'll go see that with our parents. You know, it's mom movie go to. Taking my grandma. <laughs> You're gonna love it. All right, cool. All right, let's get into our topic this week. Um, since we're having a hard time finding things in January, we can at least be optimistic about the things coming out uh, over the next year. And this is very like uh, I found this out when we did this last year. That even though it's 2019 right now. January, we don't know shit. Like, it really is like uh, very vague about what you can find out about movies coming out, especially after April and 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 whatnot. That's true. We're we're even vague on like the summer blockbusters, and I think we'll do like uh, before the summer starts, we'll do what five or what what uh, blockbusters are you looking forward to most? Because um, we'll know more then, you know. So we'll revisit the premise, but not you know. Not entirely. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to? I, I, I grabbed a, two or three films that I could talk about that look interesting and I might see in 2019. I mean, I feel like there's one. Sorry. I feel like there's one in particular that we're all going to see for the for the podcast. Uh, what I'm gonna, but I'm not going to say it because I feel like one of you guys is safe because I have another one I want to talk about, which I saw a trailer for. And I was like, this is so weird, but I like it. And I want to see it really bad. And it's uh, James Gunn's new uh, new project that he's coming out with. It's I think it's releasing in May. Uh, it's called uh, Brightburn, which is uh, take it's like a twist on the superhero genre. So imagine the origin story of Superman, but imagine a horror film. Oh, it's like. Um... And it's just like, but have you seen the trailer? Yeah, it's like uh, what's that other oh, Superman guy? Bizarro, Bizarro, man, yeah, oh, Bizarro okay. man, or whatever—it's like that. Except he's not really ugly, and yeah. it's just creepy though. Like the the actual design of like, 
I don't know. It's just how the way he, how the way it's just like how he looks so far. It looks just really creepy. And uh, I like that take on the superhero like origin story. I'm curious how they got this like green license. Like they, because it's way too similar to Superman. Like way too. I don't. I mean, I don't. I think most people can use it without getting in trouble. I mean, it's not following the same exact thing. Uh, It's just I think it's playing. It's playing on that the idea or the origin story. Wait, who's the director? Uh, I don't think James Gunn's directing it. I think he's producing or he's writing it. Like I think he has a hand in it, though. Let me check oh, real quick. I don't see it on his thing. Brightburn? Yeah, I, I looked it up by James Gunn. I, it's not anywhere on his, his thing. That's weird because I, but, I mean, that's how he was pitched. I saw his name on it. I was like, oh. Huh. Yeah, but it just seems way too similar to Superman without, like, uh, I don't know, whoever owns fucking Superman to step in. This is Brian or Gunn. Is that his brother? Yeah. Brian and Mark Gunn. Yeah, fucking... so but he's producing it, so I had a feeling he he was involved in some way. This it still looks fucking so so creepy and weird, and I like kind of twists on conventional storytelling ideas like this. So uh, it's one of those weird picks, but I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped to go see it. It's one of those movies I'm like, oh, I, we probably won't review it to be honest. Interesting. I don't know. We may actually could be. Well, it depends what comes out that week. Could, could, be, always... a bit, could be a bad week. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else, or do you want to go around? How do you want to do this? I say go around so we're not just listing everything off, and people are like, ooh. All right, we can do some rotations, I guess. All right. Um, First one on the list for me is coming out in a couple months. Um, Pretty obvious. You know this one's probably made for me, given the the circumstances. called The Beach Bum. This is written and directed by Harmony Corinne, and it's uh, starring Matthew McConaughey. And he is a rebellious stoner named Moondog who lives life by his own rules. Sick. And uh, anytime I could see um, fucking McConaughey playing a character, I'm always down. Like, sometimes he's a safe bet in movies, you know? Sometimes they just use him because he's, he's charismatic, you know? And it's just great to have him. But, like, I like when he stretches his legs a little bit, you know? Uh, like mud when he gets into a character, you know? I, I love it. Um, but this is where he's going to really get into a character, and this is looking like it's going to lean this towards is that. All right, all right, all right, package. Yes, right. All uh, right, all right. He might be getting his. That's a callback to a very old joke on this show. I like that. Um, Easter Lawrence is in this movie too, which is exciting. Yeah, and Snoop Dogg. Yeah, and Snoop. Yeah, very interesting looking cast. Jonah Hill's in it. Um, <laughs> looks kind of funny to me. Looks fun. Yeah. What about you, Arby? Got me. Um, yeah. I don't know if y'all know or not, but there's an, a- an Adam Family movie coming out in October. I heard uh, about that. Yeah, it's an animated uh, Adam's Family movie. Nine uh, Crazy uh, Nights? Um, I am very excited, and uh, I'm a big fan of the older Adam's Family movies. Specifically, I'm talking about the uh, the 90s ones. Um Adam's family and Adam's family values. So I am kind of looking forward to this. Uh, so far, I believe Oscar Isaac is uh, in the role of, um, what's his name, Gomez. And uh, Charlie Theron is going to play Morticia. Should be interesting. And uh, Nick Kroll will be Uncle Fester, which should be fucking hilarious. Uh, ideally, hopefully. Um, I don't know who's uh, who's directing or, or writing it. But uh, I heard that some of the guys that made Sausage Party are involved. 
Um, I didn't see Sausage Party, but I heard people liked it. Uh, so hopefully it's not a shitty movie, and hopefully um, this is a weird one to be excited for. I thought you said Adam Sandler at first. Adam Family. Yeah, it sounded like I was like, "What is that Adam Sandler movie?" That's why I said Nine Crazy Nights. No, I think you started you talking Eight Crazy Nights. I was well, well you saying that's how my joke was, but once uh, you said Uncle Fester, I'm like, "Oh, Adam's Family." Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand the joke, so I just I ignored like, uh, you. <laughs> God, well, that clears that up. I don't sound like a complete crazy person. Uh, cool, Adam's Family. All right, if you're into that kind of thing, that's weird. <laughs> no, I mean, do your thing, man. Damn, okay. I don't like that, man. I don't like that at all. <laughs> what? I mean, it's fine. It's not something I would ever be excited for. But hey, man. Bat Midler is playing Grandmama. That's great. Chloe Grace Moritz. Hmm. Steve, you got any other uh, looking forward? Yeah, I think we're all excited for this one. Uh, since you guys didn't say it in your first round, I'm going to pick my number two. Us. Is us. Us. We get another. We get another. Another. Uh, hopefully, another Jordan Peele joint. Yeah, Jordan Peele joint. It's gonna be no. We can remember Spike Lee has a coin on that. We can't. He no one else can use it. Uh, on Does the word joint. We we had a discussion maybe a couple episodes ago. Mm. And uh, no, I'm super excited. I love the trend that he's going with again with these like these. He's making horror films, but they look fun and interesting and just like, yeah. It's taking conventional ideas or unconventional ideas and just kind of just seeing where he goes. And it's usually a commentary on society and stuff. And I, I don't know. I, I've I loved uh, his last film, and hopefully this one does the same f- for me again. Like hopefully I love this one. The I trailer's think, just so good. The trailer's yeah, so got, good. Got five on it. Yeah. I ne- never thought I would hear that in a fucking trailer for <laughs> for a movie. No. Um. Not at all. But yeah, and uh, it. Like it, you can. It sounds like some original music was created for the for the movie as well. And it sounds it like uses like that uh, that sample or whatever from yeah that uh, yeah. I don't know if I Which that, the that's movie, the best this, part. The, mu- I love the music's it. very creepy too when it like slows down a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. This so shit. Alri- this looks so good. Already, it looks like some really great work was put into the music. Um, and visually, it looks really creepy. Um, that that scene with uh, Lupita where she's like, like the the double or whatever, yeah, the, is like the laughing. Doppelganger. Yeah, God, it looks fucking creepy. <laughs> it's so weird because think about it. It's like I don't think we've ever really watched a film. This seems like the stuff that he's writing. He's like taking ideas from the Twilight Zone, like stuff that would have been written for the Twilight Zone, right, and stretching them out into a film with like obviously his his style or whatever the film kind of like like whatever he needs to tell that story, but. That he's taking these like kernel of ideas that would be like episodes in Twilight Zone, like a yeah. doppel. Like I would, I would imagine like an older episode of Twilight Zone having that. Yeah, these are this and like Get Out are definitely uh, sort of in the same uh, vein. Like they're not new ideas, but he is putting a different spin on them and uh, yeah, like reinvigorating them. They for do sure. feel like new ideas. For they sure. do, yeah. They it just feel fresh. Like a lot of this, like damn man, I'm so that trailer. I was like fucking excited. I watched this shit. Multiple times. Yeah, it's been going pretty viral. All right, cool. I have an obvious one. This might be on uh, your guys' radar you not, as well. You better, not pick it. you better not pick it. But uh, this is one of those movies where you see the cast and you see the director and you're like, well, it's time. Like When it comes out that week, you're like, it's going to be an event to go to that theater. 
You're not just going to like, we're going to be honest with you here on, well, at least I am on the podcast. Sometimes (laughs) when we go see a movie for the show, it feels like a chore. This week's Escape Room, it definitely feels like that. But every now and then there's that movie where you're like, I would have been at this theater regardless of the podcast, you know? And uh, that's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's uh, Quentin Tarantino's new movie. He's been MIA for a little while. Probably working on this one. And when I say star-studded, this is the epitome of, like, star-studded cast. I mean, you have Margot Robbie, Kurt Russell, Leo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Al Pacino, Dakota Fanning. Dude, it the list goes on. Emile Hirsch, uh, Luke Perry. So many people, dude. Like, all the, all these people. Um, and you have a... Obviously, this is a, a movie about the helter-skelter area of time. And um, the synopsis is actually just a faded TV actor and his stunt double embark on an odyssey to make a name for themselves in the film industry during the helter-skelter reign of terror in 1969 Los Angeles. And I think that's cool that it's not about directly about um, Charles Manson, but it's like this this story based on that It's a backdrop, you know. Yeah. I think that I think that's gonna be really cool and like I'm glad it's not like another like plain old movie from Quentin Tarantino, you know. Sometimes his movies feel like that. Like you know, a Western movie, you know, a samurai movie, like I don't know. Sometimes it's nice to see him do like some more complicated work. And uh I don't know who's playing Charles Manson, but Kurt Russell is not listed as a character while all these other people are. You think they're probably keeping that under wraps since Kurt Russell? Perhaps. He's, I per mean, chance. But he's probably too old looking to play. I don't know. But this is the movie biz and they can they can make a, make it work, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be an event for me to go to that theater. anything else for you, Harvey? Um yeah. There's this movie called Flarsky coming out and it uh sounds mm-hmm. great. It's got um Seth Rogen and uh, Charlie Theron in it, um, directed by Jonathan Levine, who can be, I think, pretty good at times. Um, I really like The Night Before and uh, Fifty Fifty. I know people are kind of. Uh, I like Fifty Fifty. Yeah, I know people can be kind of a, uh, I don't know, split on those films, um, but uh, yeah, Seth Rogen plays a journalist who um, is still in love with the. Uh, the woman that used to babysit when he was a kid. So, um, and, and she's become like a, like an older, like, uh, she's obviously older, but she's like a powerful politician now. And, um, it just sounds very interesting. It's like a black comedy. And, um, you can see the, uh, unrequited love of this, uh, scorned childhood, uh, kid and how that, uh, affects his relationship while he's covering this, uh, politician i think it'll be pretty fun pretty fun movie cool yeah uh i just i'm gonna fire off two more okay but these are like not really or one of them is anticipated just because i love the franchise and i'm always going to be a fanboy uh but the other one is just i'm just curious because because of the actor the lead that they have in this film and also the other actors are in this fucking film it's just weird 
Like, I wasn't expecting this at all, and it's uh, Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I heard about Fucking this. Robert De Niro's in it. Like, the fuck? Like, this is just going to be, like... I just want to watch it to see what it is. And I think Top Phillips is directing it, the guy who did The Hangover. So I just want to see what... I just want to see it, you know? I'm not really pumped for it, but I just want to... Is it? I'm just curious It's not about, a DC movie, It's right? a DC. It's a DC really? movie, but it's not a part of their universe. It's separate. Okay. So there's just, like, some weird, like joker spinoff yeah they're just doing like little one-off stories like here and there huh so I, i'm i'm interested just because it's just the, the cast and the director and i'm like you know it seems it, it gives it more it has it's i feel like it might have that more dark knight feel to it and i'm what i mean by that a little bit more ground a little bit more serious and it's you know handling of the superhero genre uh and then the last one is an obvious one december we're getting New Star Wars film. So I'm very uh, excited about that. Oh yeah, no, it's. I think I've I've. I think it's an oversaturation of like comic books and Star Wars, and you know they're just pumping this shit out. But you know, at the end of the day, I could talk shit and be like, "Man, Han Solo wasn't good." Uh, but you know, when I see that trailer for, uh, you know, the next fucking Star Wars movie, guess who's gonna fucking go buy their ticket when it comes out on pre-order? Like when they come out, I'll pre-purchase my ticket. Uh, just to go see this not movie. me. I'm gonna try to fucking squeeze on a last minute ticket like so, I always do. So I'm not gonna lie to myself. I do. I do like the main can or the main Star Wars like uh, films, like uh, seven, eight. I, re- I was really big fan of. Like I love those movies. I had a really good time with them. They're fun movies to watch. You know, especially if you go in with like no expectations, just go in and watch it. Uh, wasn't a big fan of Solo. Uh, but you know, hopefully, hopefully we get a, hopefully the next one comes out and just ends the trilogy off right. Hopefully it just sends it off in a, in a good way. Hopefully just, just as good as Last Jedi or better. Let's hope better. So, yeah. Those yeah. are my movies. I think there's others, but I can't think of anything well, right now. Well, I'll fire off maybe, uh, one more. Well, let's, I mean, we got Avengers coming. I'm excited for that so it could fucking end. <laughs> it's um, not gonna end, you know that, right? Yeah. Need to start over again. The <laughs> <sighs> way you said it, too. That's, you're just that's like, the like real Twilight Zone, right? It's there. like fucking. It was like you're just. just Look, I really liked Avengers: Infinity War, but I think they captured lightning in a bottle. And they're not gonna pull it off again. Um, it's <laughs> my thoughts. It's my thoughts. Uh, also, honorable mention: Kingsman Three. You know, your boy's gonna see that, even if they keep getting worse, like they are. Uh, first, so you one. Admit it's, you're admitting it's bad. Well, I mean, the third I, the, or the second one, I don't think it's terrible. It's like so, yeah, it's okay. Uh, first one's a masterpiece, though. And I'll stand by that shit. It's a fucking masterpiece. Uh, some of the most fun I've ever had in a movie theater. Uh, anyways, uh, but what's what's really striking my interest here is that there was a picture. There's no poster or anything. It's later in the year, like November. It's called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. With Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks dressed up as Mr. Rogers, and it looks... It's, it's absurd. Just the picture looks great to me. Oh, it just looks you think absurd. it's absurd? It I, looks I, absurd to me. I'm down for it, man. I want to see it. Is Tom Hanks just reached a point in his career where he just does biopics and just portrays other old this white dudes? This is like the only one I'd want him to do, though. I don't care about the other ones. Yeah, I remember he did the other one, though. But those are all like people I don't really give a shit about. I mean, yeah, yeah sure, you, you went through a crazy thing where you had to fly a plane into the Hudson, or you had to escape, you know, look at me, I'm the captain now. But but like overall, like your legacy is not you know you're a significant person, but you're not you don't have a legacy. Like your boy, Mister Rogers. That's right. 
All right, cool. Yeah. Harvey, you got any, any other uh, hot takes? That's pretty much it for me. Uh, yeah, I've got one more. Um, I'm really looking forward to, well, this movie's been delayed for a while. Um, you guys remember Under the Silver Lake? Yeah, I honestly think this was delayed they, for a bad reason. I thought I thought it was I thought it came out like two years ago. No, dude, it's been it was supposed yeah. to come I've out. Seen, I've seen this trailer like twenty thousand times. I honestly like, think I think it's bad. I think I think they they are like so scared and uh, I don't. You could be right. Though. I don't know. I think I just want to fucking see it. It premiered at a festival in the U.S., but it never got a an actual release. I believe it released in France. Or something like that. No, but I think um, they the reason why it never got released because it did so poorly at the festival and they went to try to fix it. That could be. That could be. That's the what I heard. Um, it, but it's from the uh, It Follows director. Uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, yeah, David Mitchell. And um, uh, I think we all liked It Follows very much. Yeah. Um, I thought the trailer looked really interesting. It's kind of like a neo noir. This guy trying to find this girl that he sort of connected with uh, in, in one day, who's played by Riley Keough. And um, I really like Riley Keough. I think I may have mentioned that before. Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal? No, it's Jake. Andrew Garfield. I don't know why I thought Jake Gyllenhaal for some reason. I'm thinking, I don't no. know why who's in my it's head. Andrew Garfield, uh, Riley Keough. I don't know who else is in it. Um, you know what? Sign me up. Sign me up. I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm going to see it because I want to know so why mean, they fucking stalled it for 12 months. Yeah, that's also part of the intrigue for me as well. I want to see. I just want to fucking see it. Yeah. It's been I, think, I so also long. don't think it'll come out. I think it's one come of those. Come out 2020? Yeah, either way, I think I'll be, be able to get my hands on it at least. It's like the Louis C.K. movie. Yeah. Let's see if we can find I actually do have the Louis C.K. movie. People that work at 824, it. hit us up with that uh, screener copy, please. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be glad to do that. They'll yeah. definitely be glad to do that. You guys ready Ready for the game? Oh, we're still doing that? Yeah, I think we are doing that. We still do that. Um, I don't know. I was hoping we could finally get back on our feet with the, the natural <laughs> order of things, but it's not looking good. Uh, uh, how do you, what, what, what role set do you guys want to play? That's a good question. Do we do we do the the old way, or do we do we uh, say screw it and roll for Sean? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. What do you think, Steve? What do you think we should do? Old rules. This is uh, we're talking about our game that we played at the end of the uh, show. I, mean, of I, course. Think just, I think we just I think we just play like the old way. Yeah. All right. This call get wrecked. Um, normally, uh, the person who lost the game last week. Well, but I don't know. I feel bad for Harvey. He doesn't get his immunity. I'm still down to let him get it. I don't really care. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let Harvey have his immunity. So just me and you have a roll off to see who loses. I feel like Harvey's always dropping gems. We should we should let him drop a gem. All right. See, me and you are roll. So this is get wrecked. Harvey lost last week, so he's uh he gets to assign the next movie. Uh, to the person who rolls the lowest number on the 12-sided die. And we have no light. We can't see a goddamn thing. Oh! Oh, warn me! Oh, it's pitch black in here. He just slammed on every light in the house. And... What's your roll? An 11? That's my roll. He was giving it to you. No, I was rolling. He's lying. Here goes my roll. A two. 
All right, Harvey, give me uh, another fucking movie, I guess. All right. I'm gonna I was just you. kidding about what I said. I don't want another movie. <laughs> all right. What do you, you got anything for me? All right. I got a film that I think you uh, I've seen may it, find right. interesting. Uh, I doubt you've seen this. Uh, it's called In the Mood for Love. Oh. Wait yeah. a sec. In the Mood for Love. Chinese movie? Yeah. It is Chinese. Oh, God damn it. Is that a problem? Yeah. What You have a problem with a <laughs> Chinese no, no, movie? No, 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 no. It's not. <laughs> you're, you're misinterpreting me. Gonna, <laughs> I think everyone's misinterpreting I'm, you right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch so much shit from Taffy. This is, I think, I'm not 100 percent sure. What's the Chinese movie she made you watch? Happy Together. All right, maybe not. Maybe she's never seen this one. Okay. But I, if it is the one that she might have been talking about, two movies. But like, it's one of those movies that she's always telling me to watch. It's me, possible. Me. I mean, this I'm like me. And then I'm gonna watch it for you. She's this gonna be pissed. I mean, you're obligated, though. Yeah, you're obligated. It's not like you're, you're doing this for me. Harvey. You're not obligated to tap me. Yeah, that's right. Damn. You hear that tapping? <laughs> Clip that shit. All right. Great, amazing. Yeah. Uh, a Chinese film. You seem pretty distraught. No, no. I, it's not the film. It was just the the whole concept behind. Oh, tap. By the way, I'm gonna watch that movie I never watched on your behalf. All right, cool. I'll watch it though. I'm interested. I've heard things about it. Cool. Awesome. Cool. That's it for us, guys. Hope you're enjoying your, your first week into the new year. I hope your resolutions are still going strong. I hope you gave up on them because who cares, man? Fuck it. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check us out on uh, iTunes or subscribe to us on iTunes if you're not already. Leave us a review if you like the show. That really helps us get into rotation. Uh, connect with us. We have uh, social media. We're on Instagram on do the right film underscore podcast. We also have Twitter, Facebook as well, Do The Right Film. We have a website where all of our episodes are very easily accessible. I know some podcast apps are, and it's hard to get all the episodes on one page. But you can Guess do that what? On you, you can't do that on the website. <clears throat> what? You can't do that on yeah, the yeah. website. It's exciting. Uh, yeah, so, so definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, if you ever have any topic suggestions or anything, or if you uh, have some recommendations, four of us may have the time to actually watch it. Uh, one of the four of us. Yeah. Cool. That's it for us, man. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Steve, um, something's missing. What is it? We found a sign off. What is it? I don't know yet. I'm still looking for it. Give me. A, you have to give me some more time. Okay. One more year. Yeah.